real nice, real smooth. Okay, that's nice. Yeah. All right. This is Gentrified Cornbread Podcast with your host John Whiting. Uh. Hello. Hey, it is John Whiting back again with another episode of Gentrified Cornbread Podcast. Uh, brought to you by the um, lovely makers of cocoa butter. Cocoa butter. Do you want to actually move around and not feel pain every inch you take, every step you wake? Um, just put on cocoa butter or something, guys. It's dry out here. It's dry out here for a pimp. Um, it's time to delve into our topic for today. Wait, man. <laughs> hold up. Hold up. Hold up there, Jenny. Um... Uh, just give a few shout outs. The last episode was really cool. Um, really happy to have a lot of people on there. Um, had those questions uh, answered with other questions sometimes, and just really having a nice viewer's choice sort of moment. Um, I have a, I have like ten people who listen very devotedly, and I, 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 I that's great. You clearly have a lot of time on your hands, but I appreciate y'all. I really do. Um, but let's make sure um, as we go through podcasts, and you guys give me like ideals and suggestions that it's simple, <laughs> because uh, you know I'm a very simple person. So let's make sure that we're doing great, great by me. Maybe just asking, um, what's your favorite color? Roar! It's blue. It's blue, Jimmy. <laughs> uh, oh boy. Yeah, um. Really excited for this week. I have like three weeks left. Three weeks left until uh, school starts. Yay! Oh my god, school's about to start. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I I do um, get like the hankering to teach. I always thought maybe having it like three three on one off, uh, even seven off one off, seven on one off, you know, seven on one off. Because uh, you know that stretch, that stretch. I think it's like um like. After spring break until school is finished, oh, oh Lord, Lord Jesus Almighty, um, that like that was a that was an ass kicker to be honest, but um, but we're gonna go ahead and try that. Not that, sorry, not that. What am I talking about? <laughs> we're gonna go ahead. Denver, Denver is just gonna go ahead and try that now. Denver County, let's go ahead and do a bet. Let's make it happen, baby. Go ahead, make it happen, baby. But well, but really want to go ahead and get into, um. A little bit before the actual, 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 actual topic. Um, I just want to say this up front right now. Um, I don't care who knows it. Um, I love mayonnaise. I'm sorry. It's just so convenient. Like, if I don't have oil, I'll just cook in mayonnaise. I just, I can't, I'm sorry, I know I call white people mayonnaise, I'm sorry, but mayonnaise is OP, and I love it, I love it so much, I love it, like, I love it more than, like, the third favorite dog I had, to be honest, I think it's the third favorite dog I've had, mayonnaise, like, rarely, rarely, rarely do I want it, but I'm like, yeah, it's mayonnaise time, baby, and (laughs) it's it's a good, anyone know John, what? Okay. You know, um, well, back to the uh, viewer's choice questions. I had a really good, um, uh, what do you call it? A really good um, question. Um, my One of my friends, Ricky, I didn't answer it at the time. 
Um, I felt like it deserved an entire uh, segment on Gentrified Cornbread Podcast. Um, well, sorry, Randall or Ricky, if you didn't want me to mention your name, but I did. Um, but he mentioned something very important, um, uh, more on the uh, sense of like mental health, um, asking like how you can really improve yourself. You feel low or like depressed or just like really out of it. Um, Cause that can mean, I feel like for me, I can only speak on myself. Um, like I, I felt depressed in like two different ways. I felt like mentally, like I felt like it was something like, um, <laughs> you know, like that tick that's on you that won't go away until you acknowledge it. And then you actually deal with it because uh, a lot of people who, um, are definitely black, sorry, black people, definitely black people. Um, they have this weird stigma, not weird. It's, it's a culture thing. Um, Depression is something you don't really talk about. You don't really acknowledge because there's so many other things um, like police brutality, um, recovering from like the effects of like Jim Crow or slavery or just not having um, like civil rights. Um, like there's all that stuff that we had to deal with. And then depression was just sort of always there. It's it's like it's like mayonnaise on a bologna sandwich. It's just there. No one asks for it. No one really wants it, but it's it's there. You have to deal with it. Um, I know a lot of people are like, if you don't talk about it, then it doesn't exist. If you don't think about it, don't talk about it. Oh, well, it does not exist. Oh, wow, it's magically gone. No, it's still on the bottom of your foot. <laughs> Slowly sucking away. It's not like on your forehead. It's just somewhere where you don't really notice. Um... And I think the what is this? What is that called? The uh, it's like the steps of addiction or something. No, what? That's not right, John. Anyways, um, you know, it was listen. I think people always. I think people deal with it more often than not. Um, at rare times, you meet somebody who is ninety nine point nine percent just on it all the time, like just always elated, always ready to go never defeated, uh, never lost. Um, rarely do you meet those people. When you meet them, people kind of associate them as like, they're my strong friend. They don't need help. They're all right because they get me coffee. But there's always, there's always like a little chink in them. Chink? Is that a racist term for Chinese people? Kink? Chink? No, kink is... Um, there's always like a little small spot the size of like a like a small little rabbit hole um, that everybody well not rabbit hole because it's, it's huge John come on man what are you doing with these analogies um, <laughs> whew. point is being there's always like this small microscopic at least one small microscopic little um, little thing you think it's little um, that is there that you have to deal with um, I know for me personally, um, um, mine was not just, mine was emotions. <laughs> if you can tell, I have a lot of emotions. Oh my God. Like, really, really. But no, it was, um, it was going through college and, um, not dealing with emotions that I've had since I was, you know, when I started feeling emotions, 
Um, and my primary emotion, it was anger. Um, and whoops. And um, anger to me was so unfamiliar, um, mostly because I saw people get angry, lose control, like blackout, and not even know what they did. Um, and uh, it's not just family, it's friends, it's everybody. You see that emotion of anger, and I think about all, all the parameters I can't control anymore. And then I just don't be angry. Wow, John, you just figured out life, how not to be angry. Oh my gosh, you should be an anger management counselor. I know. But no, <laughs> it didn't work out that quite that way. Um, so like every thought, like every, you know, every kind of, when I think about anger, I don't think about a straight, um, um, I'm trying to figure out. Cause it's weird, cause people talk about anger and being mad at two different things, or as two different things. Um, I feel anger as something that was like a wildfire. Hey, cool, I got rid of that one thing and it keeps going and it's everywhere and it's, now burn down my face. Dang it. Ugh. Um, that's definitely how I saw it. But I'd, I need, I feel like I needed to feel that emotion. And because now at a certain point when I was in college, I could not control it because I didn't. <laughs> like, what do I do with it? Like, I was allowing myself to feel the anger. And I wasn't feeling it. It wasn't like this straight organic, vegetarian, nice, flowy anger. It was like I was... I would be like reading or performing something for like poetry when I was really deep into poetry. Like I would allow myself like, all right, this requires an intensity for Rossi. Um, so let's go ahead and bring that out just for this work. And I would do it and I felt so good. I'm like, I finally let my anger out. My life is amazing. I'm 100% compatible with my emotions. I let go. But no, um, definitely wasn't. <laughs> definitely wasn't all of it. Um, even though that was a good release, emotional release when I was doing my poems, uh, especially my butt poem. Oh my God, that butt poem is the greatest thing ever. I did a butt poem at a slam, slam poetry contest. Um, I loved it. I don't know. <laughs> I loved it personally. Other people might have felt a little bit awkward. Uh, I kind of feel awkward. Um, I did read it. I did read it definitely angrily. Angrily, angry. <laughs> but the best of the best of butts. That was. Mm, I'll read it on there one time. Um, but no. So there was that. I was. All right. That's how I was getting my emotion out. Cool. Nice. Swaggy dope. Um, but it wasn't until. Um, oh, it goes to show. Not, this is. This is all leading up to something. But as I got, <laughs> it's leading up to something I swear. But this is like getting, getting more into it with like depression. Um, it like kept building and building and building. Then I would cut it off, cut it off, cut it off, cut it off. Um, so I was starting um, to really get into like my profession, which is like science, science education, and stuff like that. And at times I really had to make sure I used that, use that emotion, that emotion I never used. But no, I kept bottling it away. And putting away, and then um, like, like a little spot. Like if you had a the Infinity Stone gauntlet, like Thanos has. If like imagine you just were missing a stone, and you just put like a little clay, like that's kind of like a stone. It's a mineral, and you just like put it into the little slot. And that weird, really detrimental sort of feeling was like I I think I would probably put it as just like messy gush. Didn't I didn't know what to deal with. 
and slowly that's when I was feeling just inadequate. Like I, I felt like there was a void. Um, and then that really kind of leaked out in everyday life. Cause then when things happened, when I was having more confrontations, cause I was being more active, more, you know, proactive of everything, um, like getting myself out there, internships, um, this, uh, community outreach and all that. Like I wasn't getting, I wasn't using the proper emotion at the time. And then I would just get upset. I didn't really know why until, <laughs> until, um, I finally started being angry. And that was probably a year or two ago when I started teaching when I, and it was, I had no control over it. And that kicked my butt up and down the street. Um, and I think for me personally, it was so weird because I felt like that was, that was no link, no correlation at all. Like this, like this actual like disease this illness you actually have to identify versus this thing I thought was so irrational and volatile, like it started interacting with it's like in my in my own like spirit was like interacting. Then like it affected my mental, physical. Um, the reason I was like stop drinking so much is because I was like I'm feeling it now, I, and it's just it's just like putting ketchup on fries. Like now it's something I just do all the time. Um, so now I had to kind of lasso that back. And I don't know, I've been feeling a lot better lately, especially with not drinking and acknowledging a lot of feelings that I'd never really felt before. Um, that thought was important. But even so, even though I feel like I had a lighter, a lighter version of it, because like even though I was still in that state, I was still active. I was still making sure I do things, making like checking up on my friends, my weak friends and my small and my strong friends. Like, I was still doing all that. Um, not the first three years of college, <laughs> definitely, definitely since probably since like the last year all the way till now. So a few years, um, been a lot, a lot better with it. Um, but even so, um, I just definitely think, um, even with that, that little story, there is, there's something to be had about actually going to talk to people, um, about this. Um, I found it through, I found a lot of help through, um, just going out and interacting with people and who didn't know me <laughs> and like kind of a different state. Um, cause I'm more of a social person. Um, like as I got older, definitely, I mean, when I was 20, not really, but now it's like, I'm always like, Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? Woo. Now, cause I'm sort of entrepreneuring yoga and dog running so I'm sort of like I'm really out there with myself um but for people who are like really close like really boxed in closed in it's kind of weird though because a lot of people who are introverts go on Facebook and they're like oh my god I'm so introverted oh Jesus <laughs> why can't people stop talking to me and like but you're on Facebook <laughs> all the time more than me and I'm on Facebook I'm on social media like my life depends on it especially now um, but yeah, it's still something to be had because like you're still not interacting with people in that way. You still can hide behind that screen, um, and not deal with things. But um, I know for introverts, um, people consider me to be an introvert like heavily, but I I don't know, <laughs> I don't think so. Um, because I had my my old communication like I was constantly communicating with people like how do I fix this? How do I fix this? How do I fix this? John, I'm like what? We don't know who you are. I'm like okay, 
um, that as an interface, I made sure like I was like I was always out. Normally, I'm active, so like just being out in the forest and just kind of connecting that way, um, kind of putting myself in situations where I can kind of be in this solitude, but also like not be in my room. Because I feel like just staying in your room and not dealing with things, such as depression, is like will be an ass kicker. Like just getting it. Like I wasn't like going out, like partying, going. I mean, like, I'm talking about like just walking. I didn't have a car yet, so just getting out, walking, like around, <laughs> like literally, just like walking around outside. I remember one day I felt so upset. I walked five miles to the forest and five miles back, um, because like I didn't want to be in my room, but I didn't want to talk to anybody, um, and just like sat in the forest. Like I fell asleep in the forest. Like a giant hippie. I don't know if black people normally do that. Probably not. Um, but it's like getting out there trying to bridge those gaps because um, also like reading um, things that even if it's not, it's not like self-help books. I was reading like Kurt Vonnegut and I would like see like one quote like oh my gosh that quote totally relates to my life. When he kept saying Hoya Yahoo or something I'm like yeah 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 this helps. I don't know why it like helped me out. Um, it's never like this, and it's never going to be like this linear progression, not linear, that's straight, John. There's not going to be this exponential growth, this straight incline of like, I now feel just complete. I feel great. I feel amazing. Like, um, I don't think it's something that, I don't think that happens with anybody, no matter who it is. Um, I think, I think there's different levels of depression, um, what I've seen, uh, talking to my friends, um, versus like, me, you know, myself, look at celebrities, it's, like, it's not like, I have depression. Boop, stop it at that. Treat me. Um, I definitely feel like there's this sense of, it can be all the way down to, like, sort of like this. I feel like I have more of maybe a spiritual thing where, because um, I'm really obsessed with making sure my, my spirits align with, like, my mental or intellectual, physical. Um, what's the other one? Whatever. <laughs> but, like, I, I was... I felt more of that inadequacy and that like hurt me versus people who mentally cannot like do it without like the aid of like medication. I feel like there's different layers. I didn't, my layer wasn't as severe. Um, cause I wanted help. People don't always want help. Apparently, uh, I got shot. Um, don't call anybody else. We'll figure it out. There's different layers to everything. Um, but keep in mind, I'm not, uh, <laughs> not a counselor or a therapist. No, no. Um, but there's something to be said about acknowledging it, because if don't, if not, then I feel like it will just build and build. Like it definitely accumulated. It was like I was in. Imagine you were, you like took a dump. It was like just disgusting and awful, and wouldn't flush down the toilet, and nothing was getting through to it, and you just kept oh, well, whatever, oh, go away. Like, at first it didn't smell like bad. Now it's smelling bad. Now it's smelling bad. Now it's smelling oh, And it's over the toilet. <laughs> like, something that could be so small for me is, for me, I thought it was so small, like, middle school. So microscopic. Supersonic. So small. And then it just leaked out into every single thing in my intellectual journey, everything in my spirit, my physical. Don't forget, I forgot that what the fourth pie was intellectual spirit physical what am i missing intellectual 
Oh, emotional. <laughs> Stupid. Because uh, everything started leaking out. Like, I mean, every every anger emotion started leaking out to my everyday everyday psyche. And then, like, it just it came, like, boom. And, like, it's still, even with how small I thought it was, it still took a few years. Still, still took a few years. And I think I'm done with it. <laughs> I think I am. I definitely feel a lot brighter. A lot. A lot, um... A lot of positivity, um, even if it. But I'm also that person who will put positivity in their life. I will manifest it out of nothing if possible. I will. I know what things I love, and I feel like if you have something that you love, you're gonna do the you're gonna do the damn thing, and you're gonna do it till it's exhausting. But um, you know, being like in high school or what have you middle school, college, early adulthood, old adulthood, middle age, elderly. If you don't fix it, then, uh, it's always going to, like, it's, it's not like an actual, like, black thing, but, like, it's always just, like, for me, it's like this obvious black muck. I have to deal with this now. Oh, I hope people. I hope you guys know. I I didn't just think about this by myself. Like I had like dozens of people be like, "Hey, uh, you all right?" I'm like, yeah, yeah, man, I'm good. Yeah, 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 I'm good. I'm good. Homie, I'm cool. Not really. <laughs> like we like we as humans are not meant to do anything alone. Brucellini. Hope you know that. Hope you hope you know that we're not just here to be out in the forest by ourselves. And deal with everything by ourselves. You are like a whole network. You can call it a social network. You can call it the infinite network. You can call it a human network, organic network. I don't care. Like, I don't believe anybody on this earth is just put here to be by themselves and to survive by themselves. Doesn't make any sense. Even um, the, the higher power supposedly put two people together and a whole bunch of other organisms apparently why would you do anything alone if you don't have to because oh, I'm, I'm scared I'm scared find one person like Ed and Eddie all you need is like one or two people to back you up and you're good That if you had two people like well that dude's busy I can go to this dude <laughs> hey Jimmy's busy Jimmy's busy I'm going over to this dude You gotta do it alone. You're not Kid Cudi. And Kid Cudi still like had a million people. You know how many collabs he, his collaboration albums he probably has in the works? Come on, guys. If you don't feel depressed, don't feel depressed. <laughs> don't make it up. Don't romanticize this illness. That's why. And also, don't. It's ironic. Also, don't. Um, not acknowledge it because you don't want to romanticize it. You think you're romanticizing it. That's what I felt. I'm like, I'm not, I don't feel that way because people think it's cute and I don't think it's cute, bro. So I'm not depressed. <laughs> you know how many things that happened to me? How many times that happened where I was like, everybody else, imagine that everybody else is a gluten allergy now. I know people actually have gluten allergies that like get sick. <laughs> they actually get sick. So that's not fair. But like, it's weird. It's like, how do you feel? Let's try to 
cut out the millions of people you probably can interact with on a regular basis. How do you feel right now? I don't know. I'm that sorry. That was a rhetorical question. I don't, uh, you know, I don't, I mean, you know, just think about it. Think about it. Take a second. Ping. Man, I need to get my medical degree. If I can, if I can spend more than 30 minutes in a grad, grad school class. <laughs> I went to grad school. I was like, nah, bro. Maybe I'll go back. I doubt it. <laughs> I was like, I was like, well, I'm gonna go to college. I doubt it, mom. But I don't have a choice, do I? Uh, no. <laughs> I doubt. I doubt. I doubt it. But yeah. Uh, thanks, folks, for listening to the podcast. Abrupt ending. Um, just want to point that out there, guys. Remember, I am on iTunes, Google Play, and of course SoundCloud. Um, I do appreciate everybody listening closely, 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 closely. Shut up. Um, and I do. And I bid you adieu. Um, bye. They cut it off.